All right, boss. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Sullivan. And today, we've got the one and only, the extraordinarily wonderful human being, Mr. Bruce Ford, Senior Vice President of Lodging Econometrics. Bruce, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. How are you? Craig, it's Hands Across America. Real nice to talk to you from uh, springtime in New England. Uh, There we go. Believe it or not, it's almost 60 degrees here today. How about that? Absolutely. Wow, that's great for you guys. Congratulations on that. Hey, if you attended Click Virtual earlier this month, you got some great information from Bruce and his team at Lodging Econometrics. As you know, we focus on the California hotel market. We've got nearly 6,000 open operating hotels, both branded and independent hotels with 20 keys or more. The state has got over 550,000 rooms, 159 new hotel projects under construction, and adding another 23,000 plus keys to inventory, along with 262 projects and early planning. Bruce, let's work our way down Highway 1 in California. Let's get an update, do a deeper dive on your information in reference to the California hotel market, please. I'll let you pick the area you want to start with. Well, I left my heart in San Francisco, Craig. (laughs) I love it. Can't wait to go back. (laughs) Um, Hey, I know a really good seafood and a steakhouse up there, so we'll we'll definitely have a couple of dinners. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, San Francisco has 67 active projects in the pipeline right now. If you're adding up new construction, conversion, and renovation. And of course, when we say San Francisco, we're talking about the metro area of San Francisco. So uh, what's fascinating about that, Craig, is that uh, 34 of those 67 projects have had a substantial timeline update so far in the first quarter of 2021, according to my Lodging Econometrics database. And it really got me thinking that owners and management companies and developers are now operating with some increased visibility as to when the return of hotel demand will begin in earnest. Not when is it going to be back to 2019 or when is it going to be back to 2018? Is it when is it going to begin in earnest again? Right. And they're acting on those in, that intuition. And you could probably add up 15 or 20 symptoms that we'll talk about today while we're going up and down the coast of California. But it was substantive to me that more than half of the records in the database have had a substantive update here in the first uh, 10, 11 weeks of the first quarter. That's amazing. And that speaks volumes of how accurate your data is. All of your information being updated, you know, regularly, the new demand that's now starting to show up in the pipeline, the, you know, early planning, getting ready to put a shovel in the ground, uh, and along with, you know, pips and brand conversions as well. So we are definitely uh, going to see openings here in the second quarter in California. 
you know, uh, yeah. beautiful new AC hotel going in in Silicon Valley. We even had right. a brand new residence in start at the airport in San Francisco in the fourth quarter of 2020. Wow. So uh, the investment in San Francisco seems to be uh, entrenched, and yeah. you know it's one of the higher rate markets in the country. And so as a result, those markets tend to stand the test of time. And right. uh, and I think from an investment standpoint, albeit some of the properties that are operating in San Francisco have struggled, many have closed for an extended period of time. But even those projects are beginning to show signs of life. And those hotels are beginning to show signs of life to starting over again, okay? And to reopen. And we had uh, such a great jobs report in America in February for hospitality, leading the United States in terms of hiring by segments. Uh, It's just... We're adding up so many things. So San Francisco seems to be a market of investor interest. It seems to be a market where developers are not afraid to continue. And that is evidenced by the updates we're seeing in the database right now. Well, and, and you know, throw in the high barriers to entry in that market, labor costs and everything else. It, it does speak volumes. And, uh, you know, that's that is a terrific sign right now and in that market and i couldn't agree more with you that market does is going to come back strong um it is one of the you know the the highest adr markets in the nation so that's great news all the way around my friend so as we go to san jose okay uh i didn't leave my heart there but i left my silicon that's that's for sure and you know, that's those are companies that have not struggled here during the pandemic. Right. People needed right. more tech than they've ever needed. Okay. Yep. But uh, what we're missing here in the translation of consumer information into industry information, okay, is that many of these companies are going to likely take a conservative approach to the reopening of their campuses. Okay. Correct. But they have the best. Uh, most technologically advanced capacity to keep people separated. And some of them have even said, you know, we're not going to require staff to come back and work permanently at the office. Okay. And we talked a little bit about this when we were on uh, another Click Connect cast that you and I had. But if you think about that, even if you're a remote worker, you still have to come to headquarters every now and then. Yeah. You may not be required to live there. Okay. And you might have been allowed to relocate, but you're still going to have to come back. And we all know what that means, Craig. That's tr- yes, it does. Demand. Heads in the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you and I both talked that we would not be surprised if some of these larger companies in Silicon Valley are, in fact, getting into hotel ownership because they will tire of how many rooms they have to rent to bring staff back to their location. And they uh, may, in fact, uh, seek to have some of that inventory in a closely controlled environment just to kind of manage expenses. Uh, And and I think and that makes a lot of sense. Franchise companies would be into that. 
Yeah, I think they would be too. And I, and I also think, you know, third party management companies would be as well. And I think that, you know, okay, you know, you've got a bazillion square feet of, you know, office space in your campus. So can you take some of that, modify a building, turn it into a hotel, add onto the building so that you've got more than ample rooms for, you know, your teams to come back in you know, designated times. I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Or you do a ground up if you still got, you know, a lot of open space on your campus. So either way, I think that's going to be part of the future of Silicon Valley. I couldn't agree with so you. So 84 first. projects, if you add up new construction, conversion and renovation, almost 12,000 guest rooms. If we apply the same view onto that that we did onto San Francisco, which what has been updated, since the beginning of the year 2021, 53 of those 84 projects. So the percentage in San Jose is even higher of uh, the change. And again, this is a big feature of our new database platform, Craig, where we have something called timeline change history. So basically I can take any project in the active pipeline and I can show you a date stamp by week for the last 13 months of here's what's happened to that hotel project during the pandemic. Interesting. That's quite so an update. Moving it, it backwards and forwards, and some of them do jump around. Okay. Um, right. But ultimately, if you were under construction at the beginning of the pandemic, I had reported that uh, you probably delayed your opening about three to four months at the start. But that's ultimately now stretched out to about six months. Uh, so when you were under construction at the beginning of the pandemic in February, March, a year ago, at the beginning, you ultimately delayed your opening three to four months. That's stretched out another couple months now. Months, but we're yeah. definitely going to see openings here. And in San Jose, I can even look at properties that are already opening. I mean, a pretty large Holiday Inn Express opened at the San Jose airport just last month. There are several properties under construction that will open in the first uh, and second quarter, uh, including uh, in Mountain View, uh, the Yamswell Hotel, 255 unit luxury property is, is on track to open in April. Um, and uh, in that property, uh, you know, long in the development pipeline has been actively under construction since late 2017 and ultimately was scheduled to open in the fall of 2020, but has had a total opening right. delay of about seven months, which is completely understandable yeah. for a luxury hotel because the fix uh, and finish of the property um, you know, there's probably a lot of imported product going into that hotel, exactly. which has been delayed. So again, that's not necessarily that they couldn't have opened the hotel, but uh, they may have been prepared with the physical building, but maybe many of the finishes were in fact delayed enough to push the opening out. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, you know, especially with the amount of FF&E product and you know, case goods and everything else that we're importing into the nation. So, yeah, I mean, that makes... I mean, and that, again, that's that, not really... That, that was the that's delay. industry known and going back, that's industry known, not necessarily consumer known, but 
it, right. the, you know, the explosion of hotels in the United States, uh, there aren't many hotels that are built and opened in America that are 100% American made. Okay. Uh, right. Almost not yeah. possible. Okay. Uh, right. you, yeah. <laughs> you can say that you'd like to. Okay. But almost not possible. So in San Jose, also, the, um, just a final thing to say about that. A largely underbranded area that is now seeing an explosion um, of many of those new brands that were announced since 2015. You recall, between 2015 and 2020, we had 106 new brands that premiered in the United States for the first time. Uh, and we've even right. had 12 new brands announced in 2020, additional to that, uh, even during the pandemic. So. There's been a lot of growth in those brands. And as a result, you get a market that's underbranded. You get a lot of brands coming to say, I want to be the first. Right. So, yeah, no, and I think that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Oh, as we're well. getting autographs so, there. Yeah. We're getting ACs there. We're getting multiple elements, properties there, um, and, and so on, really. It's, uh, it's it's a it's a growth. We're even getting a, a you know a new graduate, but probably not till twenty twenty two. A new graduate hotel in Palo Alto coming. Yes, yes, you are. Matter of fact, if uh, you go to Click Connect, I've got an interview with David Roachford from Graduate Hotels, and that was one of the uh, projects. If you need that any help, if you need any help Sorry. with your PR, Craig, I'm available. No problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can Absolutely. Everybody knows I need as much help as possible. Come on. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that out loud, but you know. <laughs> I know, but I can and I did. <laughs> so let's go to Sacramento now. Talk a little bit about what's going on there. Please. So we're showing there a pipeline of 63 projects with almost 8,000 guest rooms. Again, that are new construction conversion or renovation projects that are active and uh, that pipeline has been consistently growing over the past several quarters and it's of note I wouldn't I can't be certain if it's the highest number that we've seen but 63 projects in Sacramento is quite a bit and again just about half of the 63 projects or 31 have had a substantive update in the past 10 11 weeks uh, and we've had openings nice. in Sacramento. Um, the Fort Sumter Hotel Sacramento has joined the Tapestry uh, Collection by Hilton, opening in January right. as a new construction and a uh, nice 105-room upscale property in downtown. Uh, that's got to be really cute. Um, we're also getting yeah. a new Curio in Sacramento. We're getting uh, a Hyatt-centric in Sacramento. Uh, a Hyatt House, all of these, not all of these properties are 2021 opens, but all actively under construction. And um, uh, we're getting new Spring Hill, new home too. So again, the brand explosion there with a lot of select service offerings. Um, these projects are pushing forward. Again, not leaving the pipeline, just delayed. And but now uh, moving now. on and setting a firm footing to getting on the path to opening. Um, so I think a really, uh, again, another great story about hotel construction, but at the same time, you know, 
translating consumer information into industry information. The industry is not stopped. It is not slowed down. People are uh, using this time to get as prepared as they can be to have the most renovated, uh, best positioned properties they can when that demand does return. So we've gone from getting ready to get ready to we are, we are now getting, getting ready. ready. So we've got we've got you know a lot of activity on the new construction pipeline in in those those areas that you've mentioned, and I'm sure that that narrative thread is going to be going down the rest of the coast as we head southward. Um, but what about brand conversions in those areas? What's that looking like right now? Continues to increase. Um, Sacramento, not as much. Okay. Um, right. You know, I'm looking sense. at a yeah. few properties conversion, and I wouldn't call it notable as of yet. Yeah, uh, there were definitely conversions yeah. in San Francisco, and I think you'll see a larger conversion pipeline as we get to more of a top 25 market. You know, Sacramento is kind of like 36 yeah. or seven, something like that. So I think as right. we get to a right a top twenty five city, uh, we'll have more conversions. But the conversion announcements are definitely up, and uh, definitely uh, of substance. But that that's a great one to look at as we go to Los Angeles now, Craig. Right? Yeah. Um, so when Absolutely. we get to LA, um, there's a couple things. First of all. The numbers will be a lot bigger. The LA market, from a, a square mileage standpoint, is a lot bigger. The city's a lot bigger, um, right? But also, the pipeline in Los Angeles was top three, uh, and I think it even got up to top two pre-pandemic with the most projects. Yeah, right. Just so if New we York looked city, at yeah. it today and we said new construction, conversion, and renovation, we added all three of those up, Craig, for the Los Angeles market. It's 211 projects, Craig. 34,000 guest rooms. Okay, and wow. uh, substantively, again, that's that's a high watermark. There were not any markets yeah. that had over 200 pre-pandemic, and of course, we're adding up really all the activities. So we are adding up con- new construction, renovation, and conversion. But of those 211 projects, right. again, just about half, 104 of them have a new timeline update in the LE system um, in the first 10 weeks of the year here. So again, there's visibility here, and you and I have talked at length, and I know you've talked at length about um, the, the, you know, the hot spots, if you will. Okay, the West Hollywoods, the Beverly Hills. Yep. The in and around the Staples Center continue to be very hot. Um, exactly. You know, we've had a couple of openings, okay, um, and uh, including a Hyatt house and a, and a courtyard. Courtyards in Marina Del Rey that opened last month. But that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that opening. Yeah, yeah, great. But we're location. getting uh, yeah. uh, the Pendry in West Hollywood is uh, opening yes. next month, so that's eminent. The Thompson in Hollywood yep. is is uh, scheduled to open in the second quarter. We're getting a new caption by Hyatt um, in Hollywood City. That's yep. a new brand uh, that they premiered last year. 
Yep. The Godfrey in Hollywood, also scheduled to open in the summertime. Yep. Um, and then we're getting uh, a large Hyatt place at LAX, a Hyatt house at LAX. That's a back-to-back project, 272-unit Hyatt place, 129-unit Hyatt house. Um, solid property on West Century Boulevard in the airport market. Um, then we have uh, the Shea um, at Ivy Station, which is a destination hotel uh, in Culver City. It's a 148-unit luxury project that is also scheduled to open this summer. So the list is very long of openings that are coming to the broader LA market this year. And again, these are things that would have opened last year had the pandemic not been here. But now I've kind of been pushed out that six to seven to nine months um, that we're talking about. And of course, right. in LA, Craig, now there were construction moratoriums during the pandemic, if I recall correctly. And there were definitely projects that did close down. I mean, I still yes. even recall when we sat there at Alice in January of 2020 and we saw projects stopped right around the Staples Center. Exactly. Yeah. And that was not part of the uh, stoppage because of the pandemic. There were other reasons there, but you're right. It, and But it wasn't as severe as, say, the San Francisco market. That yeah. was totally done, shut down. Um, you know, there were areas outside of downtown, the Wilshire Corridor, um where they weren't necessarily in the city of los angeles limits where they were able to continue some construction that would be more in the county areas or one of the other incorporated now as we talk about visibility okay california had some of the strictest um pandemic rules of any state in the country yes yeah the polar opposite of what we're seeing in florida okay and Uh, Everybody is still going to Florida to get a tan and they're going out to eat uh, and uh, they're they're getting together in bigger and bigger and bigger numbers. California has really just begun to open some of those public places. We're just beginning to see sit-down restaurants come back. We're just on the precipice of theme parks in California, right? And Are we going to see venues, fans in yes. the baseball stadiums when they start on opening day? Has that been announced yet? That hasn't been announced yet, but they're working on that plan. And Magic Mountain will be back and open on April 1st. They're going to be the first uh, theme park to, to reopen, uh, followed later in the month by Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm has announced that they're going to hire 1,700 uh, people for their 2021 season. So um, the only news that's really a little bit on the lighter side are the zoos. San Diego Zoo has been open, semi-quasi open for a little while. They've rebranded the old uh, Safari Park, um, and so they're still waiting to hear on their official openings and what they're going to allow. 
same thing with the LA Zoo and also um, you know one of the largest uh, attractions in California Universal yeah. Studios and right now it's just city but a lot of these are going to so. open with still significant restriction on capacity and still a significant restriction on who yes can go right some of them are going to yeah. be residents only yeah. right exactly so that and it's also yeah. going to take a reservation to get in um, so, you know, if you're planning on being, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to use it as an example, um, say you're planning on going to Magic Mountain on the 1st of April, okay? If you do not have a reservation, right, there'll you be a might not be able to get in a reservation required. Uh, or, and they're doing yeah. that for, to, to manage capacity exactly. a little bit better. Uh, pre-pandemic, you could have bought a ticket exactly. and used it any time within 60 days. Now it's very much tied to the day that you want to go. And um, so a little bit yep. harder to transfer, exactly. but they have to keep the capacity limits monitored. Um, here in Boston, they've announced yep. in the past couple of days that there will be fans at opening day at Fenway Park um, at uh, 12%, nice. which for Fenway, it'll be about 5,000 people probably first game um yeah and you can socially distant where you're and, and it's traditional and still sense, have a beer and you know, the scalpa in massachusetts that's going to make out the best on this right <laughs> but you get your tickets broke <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah can't keep the can't exactly. keep the new england out of the kid craig sorry about that <laughs> but um there you go so I, love Los it. Angeles, I love it still very much a top market uh, has some of the other characteristics. Yeah. There's lots of visibility that's beginning to return. Um, and of course, LA, you know, we have uh, a pretty big conference in Los Angeles, Alice, that's scheduled to go uh, in July. And, um, you know, every conversation that I'm on, and certainly I don't wish to speculate, okay, but I would have to think there's uh, going to be some restriction on the size of the crowd inside um, and trying to figure out and yeah. manage how that uh, can work because that conference typically could have had uh, as many as uh, 2,500 people in one room at a time. And well, exactly. And I think that's, you know, one of the, one of the reasons why we did the click virtual this month. We have so much information and news to get out to everybody on the California what Bell Market and some deeper dive on your information here. But you know, we're we're gonna have click five live yep. in person October 5th. And you know, I've got the benefit of time right now for the state to figure out everything. So, you know, because mine is a smaller boutique conference, does that mean yeah. we can still go at our capacity? So I, I was just kind of thinking out loud, Craig. I mean, so, what do you think yeah. the chances are at the conference in July that we're going to have an event inside the Staples Center? Um, I think that's probably okay. Sixty because forty right the largest ball um, depending at the JW Marriott, and they have a number of yeah. big ones. Okay, yeah. even in the right. big ball, I think they're the largest right ones there. in the county. You're really going to so, put two thousand people in there? The answer yeah. is probably yeah. not. Okay, so but if you had probably uh, not. Yeah. 
the Staples Center as wide open as you could with the largest floor that you could create there, you'd have to think it would be a possibility. Yep. And absolutely. Now you've also got the top of the parking structures, yep. and the weather's usually pretty nice in July. So, you know, there, there's a lot of possibilities yeah, and, to put a lot of this outside. Yeah, and Street you know, I'm sure that this and, is and much of what they're talking about. Certainly, again, we're not trying to speculate. Uh, we're more yeah. trying to inform here, you know, working with what, you know, what we're thinking about. Because right. at the end of the day, we've spent 14 months trying to keep each other away from each other. <laughs> and this is going to be the first time we could go back. To potentially getting near people you haven't seen in quite a long time and there's got to be you know some level of uh certainly uncertainty amongst um people and i think yep. trying to make it as uh you know as socially distant as possible while still trying to maintain intimacy i guess is really kind of the biggest challenge you face right yeah yeah exactly that's exactly so let's talk yeah. about anaheim craig not a doubt um and um so Love if it. i add up the new construction conversion and renovation project count in uh the anaheim market area greater orange county here um we're talking a total of 54 projects with about uh 12,000 guest okay. rooms it, if I contemplate what the uh, update rate is on many of these, and I'm sure that this is going to come even faster and more furious because we didn't have any visibility to the theme parks reopening uh, in January. That's really only happened here right. just in the past couple of weeks. So a little bit lower percentage, 24 of the 54 have had an update so far in the first quarter. And okay. um, so... Uh, some openings, couple of openings, a Fairfield opening uh, in uh, Los Alamitos and uh, in a Spring Hill in Lake yep. Forest, um, which is uh, just opened. Uh, and then uh, a few more openings scheduled. You have uh, a new element scheduled to open at the convention center here uh, in the second quarter. Um uh, a new Hilton Garden yep. Inn on South Manchester Ave, uh, also scheduled to open in the second quarter. Um, a home two, uh, and of course the JW Marriott, where we where we will uh, be there in person. Hopefully in October was a big opening in the past um, several months, and we have a new Weston also coming in Anaheim. Um, that is scheduled to open uh, probably by the 4th of July. And that's a 618-unit property on we uh, West Catalda Avenue. Um, New Kimpton. Um, and again, it certainly um, even seeing Disney investment as they built a new DVC tower at the Grand Californian Hotel while the pandemic has happened. And uh, and that should That's be right. opening just in the. Um, That's right. They did. Uh, still looking like 23 on that, but they've been building and building and building rooms there as they continue to increase Disney property capacity um, at Disneyland. Um, and we we've even yeah. seen uh, or about to see some construction starts. We have an update on uh, a new Limeridian Resort. Um, 
in Garden Grove, Craig, the 400-unit uh, Le Meridian. Uh, right. And this particular property uh, now seems to become uh, seems to be starting construction this summer. That's so great. Uh, that's great news. Again, uh, I you love know, it. Not that we're looking to rehash what we have been talking about, but again, the symptoms we're talking about here of why people are interested in investment right now, there is visibility for travel demand to return. We, you know, Craig, in, in March, the TSA has now checked in a million people a day uh, for more than 75% of the days in March so far. Um, and that's some of the best news out there right now. I mean, you know, if you look across the board, Bruce, the month of March has been good news on the job front. It's been good news on the construction and repositioning front, the travel front. And as I'm fond of saying, all roads to recovery lead through jots. We may go down hotels, first when travel and tourism. You know, we go up first when things yeah. come back. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, it, we are the canary. We're in the seeing coal more signs of, right of, of uh, getting more cars on the road every day, and uh, you know, I even have friends that are yeah. kind of acting like, like, geez, I better get my vacation out of the way in the second quarter because I might be going back to the office in the third quarter, where I haven't <laughs> been in eighteen months. You know. Um, so, you know, extended breaks uh, in many cases. And, you know, the, the new administration has made it um, has made it easier for us with the with the visibility, Craig, with they just yesterday cracked 100 million shots of COVID-19 yeah. vaccine in the United States in 58 days, beating the president's promised 100 days by 42 days. That's unbelievable. That's the biggest yeah, March news right news. there. That is the it headline. Is. Um, and uh, yeah. that will bring greater visibility long term. And we even got a we even got another great visibility one, Craig, from the Fed, Absolutely. where they said we don't anticipate moving rates until twenty twenty three. I heard that and that, you know, and that, that is phenomenal news. So, you know, we're going to help you get back on your feet. Now's the time to do uh, it. That is, that is the very clear message from this administration. And um, we're starting to see the benefits of that for certain. Um, I never like to say, yeah. uh, you know, little old San Diego, let's go with, we leave the best for last. Um, you know, it there is, you uh, and it definitely, is a great market. Uh, different than all of the other markets in California. You know, people think yeah. San Diego, uh, and you know, if you had 10 people who had never been there, you'd get 10 different answers of what their perception of San Diego is. But we, you and I know from an industry standpoint, it really does start with that convention center and it moves out from there. That convention center and the integration of the gas lamp district. Yeah, absolutely. All those very large hotels right down there in downtown. Yep. As that begins to pick back up again, so goes the San Diego market. And uh, we've seen some rustlings of absolutely. renovations. 
We've seen some rustlings of conversions in that market. And if we're adding up the projects right now in San Diego uh, for, again, the new construction, renovation and conversion in the metro area, we're at 63 projects with about 13 and a half thousand rooms. Um, which again is a, a fairly impressive number for San Diego. They never have hundreds of projects. They never, they're not as big as Los Angeles. Um, you know, a well-developed right. market with a lot of big hotels that clustered in a small area. But what we, um, we can say about San Diego is uh, 33 of those 63 have had an update here since the beginning of the year in the database as of right now. And, uh, you know, we've, we had a opening uh, at the end of the year in Carlsbad and New Spring Hill. But we have quite a few properties that are, again, scheduled for the second and the third quarter, um, including another destination hotel in San Diego, which, of course, destination is now owned by Hyatt Hotels Corporation. So they're building new construction projects really for the first right. time in a number of years. But Hyatt, um, I think, is a big theme here, Craig. You know, I, the last couple markets we've come up, we've had big Hyatt activity, and we've got two of those in San Diego, too. We have a new Joie de Vier in Oceanside, as well as the destination in Oceanside, not together, but nearby each other, two high-end offerings from Hyatt. I think there's a third. I think there's one yes. in Encinitas that's part of the Boy, and I even Alita looked collection. it's staring me in the nose, Craig. Yeah, I can't I can't keep up. I'm in brand overload. <laughs> all of these brands. <laughs> also owned by High and Encinitas. Yeah. We should yeah, see that property maybe open underfoot right now. I've got uh Mark 2021. Yeah, yeah, it is open now. I'm looking at the press release. Now that one didn't quite have yeah. the delay. That's been under construction key. since early yeah. in 2019. But that property ultimately uh, was only delayed just about two months. Correct. Its opening, so it pushed right through the pandemic and didn't see a long-lasting delay uh, from moratoriums in Encinitas. And you know what? I think it falls into the category that we were talking about earlier, where they probably couldn't get their their uh, furniture and, and some of their finishes, uh, you know, to get them installed. Now, to, Craig, you know, talk to keep me, that timeline what, what are you hearing? I'm so, still seeing, I don't, you know, a lot of activity on this Gaylord property in Chila Vista. Do we think this is really going to go? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, the community is behind it. Um, you know, there's a um, gaming establishment across the street from that site. And there's also a uh, motique uh, across the street that's owned by the gaming uh, group. And yeah, it's it's going to come. It. I think there's probably... yeah. So we're, we're looking at a, a start date on. right now. Um, uh, our latest guess is uh, maybe starting in September of this year with um, a plus minus yeah. almost four yeah. year build, uh, three year build out for that property. Yeah. So Gaylord also did this. And of yeah. course, that for those that sense. don't know, yeah. Gaylord is now a division of Marriott. 
uh, kind of part of the Marriott family. And um, right. in the Capital District in D.C., what they call National Harbor is another example where they did a standalone Gaylord, a town built around it, and that has an MGM um, National Harbor Casino Resort that's very close to the Gaylord as well. So that gaming market within proximity close, of yeah. a Gaylord seems to be something that's of interest. Um, to the Gaylord team in terms of uh, having another uh, demand center, if you will, entertainment venue connected to a Gaylord property. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's it's that hand and glove scenario that that they really want with Gaylord. No. Um, You know, they're they're never going to put gaming inside of one. but you know, having it gives the meeting planners the flexibility, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, which is what they're looking for. Exactly, exactly. Now, it does cause the groups putting on the conference all types of brain damage. Uh, you know, our friend Jim Butler at JMBM uh, had a moved his conference to Vegas one year. Notice the and, key phrase there. Uh, the, one year. The uh, <laughs> uh, associates. Yeah, yeah. One year. Uh, you know, you, you had people, you know, who paid good money yeah. to attend and they were up on the gaming floor. Okay. So they they had some of the associates from JFB. I'm just walking the floor to see who was there and shave them back down to the conference. Now, I went upstairs to make a phone call and I was coming in and Jim's assistant at the time saw me and just gave me the dirtiest look ever and started marching over to her. I said, hey, phone's in my hand. I just walked in. I had a phone call. I'm going boy, right oh boy. back down. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yes, having conferences in Las Vegas is yet another uh, podcast that we'll do in a series sometime in the late evening of February 29th. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, there we it's, go. Uh, yeah, a, a long story of history. Uh, don't you know? Don't have a business convention in a place you like to have fun. It makes it tough. It makes it tough. But uh, Greg, geez, it's been right. uh, yeah, exactly. you know, good to review again. Exactly. You know, just even here, thirty days later, it says a lot about the dynamics of the market today. It says a lot about. You know how people ought to be interacting with information because information is power and the industry is not really slowing down i think we've seen a bottoming of values in hotels i think we've continued to see government support to prevent a breakdown in real estate ownership and to prevent a mass right uh bankruptcy slash foreclosure slash lender owner uh co- com combat if you will um well, there will always be some. Okay. Right. There will always be some. There's, there's more, there's always, more than yeah, we realize. But, you know, exactly everybody's doing the right thing right now. So, so yeah. with that being said, yeah. um, really feel good about our trajectory. Really feel good about the opportunities that are out there for the people listening on this podcast. And of course, we and I keep trying to spin it, keep, keep working the data so that people get some takeaways and I, and I hope we did that today. Absolutely. My friend, you did an outstanding job. 
So and now uh, it's time for your shameless plug. How can people LinkedIn, get a hold of you, my uh, friend? Also, Facebook uh, and Twitter is Lodging Econometrics. Um, personally, B F I N N H on Twitter. And, um, you know, you can always visit lodgingeconometrics.com, sign up to get our newsletters and uh, get more information about our product to see if you can help you build your business. Absolutely. I've got one question for the audience. If you are not using Lodging Econometrics, why not? Sponsors of my uh, video interview show, Click Connect. Chicago Titles National Commercial Services Group has joined the family and they are using lodging econometrics. So if you're going into a new area, part of your due diligence is information. Call Bruce, sign a contract, find out what's going on in the area you're going into, or if you want up-to-date information in the areas you're already in, call Bruce. So Bruce, Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you making time for me. We will have you back soon. And Bruce is returning to Click 5 live and in person on October 5th at the Crown Jewel of the Anaheim Resort area, the JW Marriott. Uh, you can go to our website at cliconference.com and registration is now open. We're making announcements about the agenda. We've got, you know, a lot of new faces, a lot of new topics that we're going to be covering. And on October 6th, Bruce and I are going to Disneyland. So you should join us. Thanks so much, Bruce. Bruce.